0: This is WNXS News, with your anchors, Kit Harding, E, Iso on K-Sports, and Diz on Product Forecast. Welcome to WNXS News, your nexus for magic news. I'm Jank E. And I'm
1: Kit Harding.
0: Thank you for joining us. Our top story this edition will sound somewhat familiar to long-term listeners, as Hasbro recently had their second quarter investor call explaining how well they've done at capitalism over the last three months.
1: Ah yes, the best aspect of being publicly traded, continuing to explain to people why they should trust you with their hard-earned money.
0: Just giving corporations money? In this
1: economy? I believe that is the correct definition of investing, yes. That being said, it turns out that the department of Hasbro most dear to us, Wizards of the Coast, did very strongly in the last quarter's capitalism, with overall tabletop earnings up 15% and Magic's earnings up
0: 11%. According to Hasbro CEO Chris Cox, this was the single most successful quarter ever for Wizards of the Coast, which is why the story may sound familiar. It's not the first time Watsi has broken their own record in the last 12 months.
1: Ah, yes. Endless growth. The promise of capitalism. If nothing else, we've discovered why there are so many product releases each year now. I mean, even with the visible complaints from those who prefer not to be milked like a cash cow, clearly the high rate of release works the wildest of wonders for Watsi's wallets.
0: Excellent alliteration, Kit. Thank you. You're welcome. But let's not forget the higher prices on some products certainly had to help them get to the level they've reached.
1: Oh, certainly. And the almighty bottom line, of course, pushed them to raise those prices to cover increased production and material costs as opposed to executives simply taking a smaller pay or paying the employees more.
0: Kit, we don't have the Telerian Community College or the Loading Ready Run following sizes. We'll never get a preview card if we're just honest. I will not be blackmailed into restraining myself
1: with the vague non-promise of a maybe someday event. If the Mono Vortex can't hold me down, Wizards has no chance!
0: You know what? That's a very strong and principled stance to take. I am proud to co-anchor with you.
1: You're in an unusually complimentary mood this episode. Is everything okay?
0: Yes, I'm just very impressed with your reporting this episode and your ability to see reality for what it is.
1: I always see reality for what it is. Are you insinuating otherwise? Has Urza gotten to you or Yawgmoth?
0: And we're back to normal. Also, Yogmoth is dead. How could it possibly be him?
1: That's what he wants you to think. In reality, he's lurking beneath the surface, waiting to rise again and spread his foul contamination across all the plains.
0: This episode's fun facts with Kit, everyone. Another fun fact, this time from the investor call, it would appear that Magic Arena will be heading to Steam and consoles in 2023, though no specific date was mentioned.
1: Which makes sense, as Hasbro believes Arena to be the most important new user acquisition tool they have available for Magic, which is responsible for 70-80% to of overall Wizards revenue.
0: And we've now learned that Magic is very North American-centric, with about 75% of all Magic the Gathering sales being based in Canada, Mexico, or the United States.
1: That explains part of our next story. Beginning with Dominaria United's release this September, three languages worth of paper magic cards are to be discontinued.
0: Those specific languages are Russian, Korean, and traditional Chinese. While no mainline products will be printed in these languages, WPN stores in nations that primarily use them will still be given promos and events as normal, although these promos and other products will still be in English.
1: With this removal, Wizards issued a full list of the core languages they plan to focus on for future magic products.
0: These languages are English, Japanese, Simplified Chinese, French, Italian, German, Spanish, and Portuguese. What, no Phyrexian? And exactly how many people do you know who actually speak Phyrexian?
1: Well, clearly they don't come because there aren't cards in their language.
0: Do you particularly want Phyrexians showing up at either your or other LGSs to play? No. Thank you, and I'm glad we've gotten that settled. While not every product will be available in each of these languages per the norm, they will still be the primary focus going forward.
1: It's time for us to move forward as well, starting with an appearance by our favorite product forecaster, Diz. (music) Diz
2: Aw, thanks, Kit. You're my favorite anchor.
0: Hey, not even a tie between us?
2: Not even close. But we digress. This year, we've already seen a handful of universes beyond crossovers either revealed or announced, and one more just got added to the revealed list. Secret Lair X Fortnite has seven cards with Fortnite themed alternate names, all originally printed as a specific magic card. To begin with, Wrath of God will be presented at Shrinking Storm followed by Dance of Many being adjusted to Dance Battle.
0: While not a Fortnite fan or player myself, the dance aspect has been a huge cultural phenomenon, even when they aren't blatantly ripping dances from beloved 2000s sitcoms.
1: Wait, what? What sitcoms?
0: Uh, Donald Faison's Turk dance became immensely popular on the game.
1: Who's Donald Faison? Really, Kit? And what's a Turk dance? The Turkish people are a very large ethnic group. I imagine they have more than one type of dance. Well, whoever he is, I doubt he's going to be terribly upset that his Turk dance was stolen.
0: Maybe not, but it's still the principle of the thing.
2: Your principles, not theirs. Our next card is Supply Llama, which is actually Ethereum sculptor in disguise. Crack the vault. Comes along as a new face for Grim Tudor, and Triumph of the Hearts will be making an appearance under one of Fortnite's signature terms, Battle Royale.
1: Huh. I did not know Fortnite has been around long enough to have coined the term Battle Royale.
0: They didn't coin it, they just used it as one of their signature phrases. That is five cards down, Diz, which leaves us with which two?
2: Everyone's favorite loot scout, Smuggler's Copter, gets an overhaul as the Battle Bus, and Planner Bridge is simply known as the Cube. But these seven are just in the first of two overall drops for the Fortnite crossover. The Landmarks and Locations drop is a basic land collection, with one of each basic land showcasing a full-art picture of a key Fortnite location. These will both be available to order starting the day before this episode's release and running through 12 Eastern, 9 Pacific, on July 24th jank
0: thank you Diz. we'll now head to our first commercial break but when we come back we'll have a segment of an interview with two very special and caring guests hi janky here on behalf of mtgnexus.com are you looking for a site to talk about the latest magic news find new brews to take your decks to the next level Talk about the latest topics, ask people's advice, listen to great interviews, or just hang out, as i got the website for you. mtgnexus.com has all this and more, you can even see us go head to head at twitch.tv slash mtgnexus, and talk to us about the game, mtgnexus.com, I'll see you there.
1: last episode, we briefly touched on the recent overturn of Roe v. Wade, as well as the outrage and anger the magic community at large feels regarding it. This episode, Jank got to talk to two organizers of a huge event scheduled July 30th and 31st, slated to benefit reproductive rights.
0: Welcome to another News Talk. I'm joined this time by Hobbs. Of the Goblin Lore podcast and Beth Queen
3: of Cardboard, thank you both so much for joining us. Thanks, I'm um, glad to see. You know it's been it's been a long time since I was on this cast, and the quality has definitely gone oh. uphill. Uphill is that a word?
0: My, well, my times take, yeah. of not taking you seriously are certainly coming to a middle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I understand you found better guests in the meantime. It's just it's so nice to be back. It's so nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, But speaking of better guests, as Hobbs mentioned, Beth, could you remind our listeners who you are in case they've missed the last couple of episodes?
4: Yeah, absolutely. My name is Beth. I am Queen of Cardboard. I'm a charity streamer. Uh, I stream Magic the Gathering. I would give you my schedule, but it's uh, very complicated. So I stream (laughs) a lot.
0: (laughs) We can go to the Twitter and get the live updates on the schedule. Yeah. And uh, Hobbs, because it's been a very long time since you've joined us, why don't you remind, <laughs> uh, which is not a shot at you, it's just a statistical fact, like looking back over the last several weeks. It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Uh, could you yeah. please remind our listeners who you are?
3: I am Hobbs. I can be found on Twitter at HobbsQ or at the Goblin Lore Pod. So I am one of the co hosts of the long running, oft, uh, oft copied, but never duplicated, um, serious, hardcore, lore based podcast. That's what I think we call ourselves. We are okay, known so for being never silly. I have to interrupt you for just a second. I have to um, for just a second Hobbs, yeah. Because
0: like, yeah. we here at WNXS news value our journalistic integrity. If you're going to blatantly lie to our listener base, then I have to just terminate the interview <laughs> now and come back with Beth later.
3: <laughs> I mean, don't you just have to run like a, an asterisk with with some caveats? Like the show notes would be longer than the podcast for
0: all the caveats you're making me have to put in at this point.
3: <laughs> well, then. Anyway, I am the co-host of a goblin-based podcast that really focuses on mental health and community issues as they can be tied into Magic: The Gathering. Yeah. That, that yeah. part right there is not libel or uh, lies. That's that's the honest
0: truth. Probably. Speaking of community problems, uh, it is no secret to any of our American listeners, and if we ha- I actually haven't checked the statistics to see if we have any international listeners. Any international listeners we may have are likely also aware that a few weeks ago, the Supreme Court decided to issue an opinion that overturned the longstanding Roe versus Wade. Uh, ruling which functionally protected bodily autonomy and reproductive rights no. um that being said not only are people uh we I think I can get away with saying this within our ratings uh pissed but they have many people yourselves included have decided to take some sort of action to try and fight back um, and there's all sorts of ways that people have been doing it but uh, the way you all have decided to do it is with a Big charity stream-a-thon, uh, I believe near the end of this month, Hobbs. I think you can correct me on that.
3: Yeah, so um, so July 30th and 31st. So the event has actually started. The Tiltify we will give to Nick is live already. Um, we did some early uh, auctions related to this one, unlike we've done this for most of the other charity events uh, that I've been a part of. Because we have had just an amazing out outpouring of support. Mm-hmm. Um for people in the community and that included somebody sending me two signed Gaia's cradles uh and you know asking that they wanted to be involved with this because this is a topic that hits kind of well it, I mean it should hit everybody because this is about bodily autonomy and it's about rights and it's about what the government can and can't tell people to do uh and you know this is something that had been protected I will say this one hits close to home in the sense that my wife is an OBGYN um, and you know, she while she is not a doctor who performs abortions, she has t- rotated and trained in an abortion clinic. Um, and she sees these issues of having to be able to give people to, to talk to people about what their rights are and what their options are, and to have those options taken away, um, by non-medical professionals, by people who want to control those that can bear children. Um you know, th- this this is just something that is very much an affront to everything that she has trained for and done. And one of the things that my wife does know about the magic community, because she's not a magic player, is how passionate they can be and how much they can kind of come together. And the day that that this was overturned, she literally turned to me and was like, "What can we do? You know, like how can how can we start?" Right? Like she she's the one who provided me with. Um, The links to some organizations. It happened to be that the main one that she suggested was the same one that Olivia and Elias were already kind of working to do their event for that came out of the gate swinging at the beginning of the month. And that's the National Abortion Federation. And, you know, it really was that kind of question of, well, we've been doing this for mental health. We've been doing this for LGBT We need to just kind of keep this ball rolling and kind of, you know, do what we can do as a community, which is to support these organizations who are trying to make our rights be upheld. Absolutely. And uh, I was
4: actually while you were talking, uh, looking over the Tiltify and we are already at one thousand nine hundred and forty five dollars raised. We haven't even gone into our weekend long stream. And I was reading some of the comments and the one that really hit me the most was uh, true equality starts with our bodies.
0: Wow, that is that is very poignant, actually. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to steal that from from whoever that is. Um, So the reason I got you both on here is because you can each provide a excuse me you can each provide a different and kind of unique perspective. Um, Hobbs, your perspective is very heavily informed by your wife, who is an OBG, as you just said. Um, Beth, you have a uterus, (laughs) Um, which... uh, I actually don't. uh, I'm
3: sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, um, actually, (laughs) let's take a step back here.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Um, Well, and it's kind kind of interesting when we uh, talk about this, Uh, issue because some people want to separate out women on whether or not they have all of those biological parts. And at the bottom line, when we separate the issue like that, what that does is separate the people fighting for all of our rights. Um, So when I talk about this, even though there are women out there who cannot have children, they are still women and this is still an attack on women's rights and our medical rights. And actually talking about my hysterectomy, I am 36. I've had a hysterectomy. I, I needed one and I had to wait 11 years to get that done. Yep. Um, so when, it, when we talk about women's rights and we talk about why we're so fearful, this is not as simple as abortions are necessary, although they are. In many cases, it's not even saying that abortions are good. It is saying that when we start to place laws and limits on what women can do with their bodies, it goes so much further than just the abortion issue.
3: And Beth, I'm just real quick going to step back and say, you know, like I've talked a lot about kind of reproductive rights because we also do not want to be excluding at all uh, trans, mask, non-binary people that are able to give birth. Uh, The issue that you're mentioning kind of the uterus one or uh, with the hysterectomy is a control issue where insurance companies will not support taking what they consider basically women, because that's the only thing that they're going to see um, from the people that want to strip these rights is they consider you with a uterus means you're a woman. Um, They don't want to allow doctors to be able to perform those surgeries because there's a chance that the person might change their mind and decide to want to have kids later. Which
4: so, is bullshit.
3: Yes. I mean this is what we're <laughs> the crux of what we're getting to is this is a decision to be made among people and their healthcare provider, right? Yeah. And and healthcare providers, I could say that my, this has happened to my wife where she, you know, like insurance companies will not cover a hysterectomy in somebody that is 20 something years old that says they don't want to have children. And as a physician, they're willing to do do it. I mean, there's obviously Some physicians them, out not? there that, that are not. <laughs> and I was going to say that this is going to be an issue <laughs> if we talk about even abortions and prescribing yeah. as we're seeing with issues with getting birth control mm-hmm. uh, as this snowballs. But even if a doctor wants to, a patient is not going to be able to necessarily afford that out of pocket at 20 something years old. Yes. And they run the risk then of being forced to have a child- when they have no desire to and this like you said bodily autonomy is at the heart of all of this.
4: Yes. Absolutely. So that's that's the real issue. Like I for one, you know, am very frustrated and very pissed off. I actually my kids have been on Medicaid before in the past, so we still sometimes get letters in the mail from Medicaid. And the most recent one I actually read over. And what I learned was that if you are on Medicaid, your medical information is actually shared with the United States government. So your medical privacy doesn't even actually exist, which then goes back to if abortion is illegal and your information is being shared, then where do you stand? And we've learned with any time, and this is going to make a concerning cross into some other issues but anytime something like this is banned people don't stop doing it we don't stop doing abortions we never stopped drinking alcohol we don't stop smoking weed or doing drugs and so what you have is a human issue that you have to get to the bottom of that and i'm not saying that that means we all of a sudden go oh no one can have an abortion ever because abortions are bad no first of all that goes back to puritanistic ideas that people are not even realizing are based on the puritans who came here because no one else wanted them because they were so damn crazy <laughs> and somehow despite it being the point of the founding fathers that everyone likes to go back to, of keeping church and state separate, our entire values system and our government is based on Christianity, which is not equality.
3: No, it's being it's being forced. It's you know it's it's not an issue if your religion says that you can't have an abortion. That's not a problem at all. And I always t- say that, right? It's not an issue if your if your religion is against something. It's when you are now imposing that belief on exactly. an entire populace, right? Exactly. And 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 claiming, you know, that it's a religious, you know, like oh well, it's okay because other religions and all of this. When actually, in fact, it's not true. Um, for something like Judaism, abortion is considered part of that. And it is not the same thing as it is in Christianity. So when people, this is the clear thing that you're saying. I also very much just like the word Judeo-Christian for this very reason. Um, because it's almost trying to equate as if Judaism and Christianity share all of the same values, which we know is not true. Uh, and, and we know that the, the belief system that is being forced upon us is, is based very heavily in a specific puritanical Christian viewpoint.
4: Exactly. And if you love some of this discourse that we're having right now, not only are we playing EDH all weekend, the 30th and the 31st, but we have two panels both on Saturday and Sunday And I am hosting the one on Sunday. So I'm really excited to talk more about this with other women and doctors and people who are affected by this or want to know why this is such a big issue. I'm more than willing to talk with people who disagree, but I would love people to actually hear what we have to say. So that's what we're going to be doing um, in addition to raising funds and in addition to playing magic will actually be talking-
1: as always the full interview can be found at mtgnexus.com that takes us to our second break and when we return iso is here to tell us about the final major events of july and channel fireball has yet another major shift <laughs>
2: Capenna, the city that never stops growing up. Though literally, we can't go sideways or down because of the walls. Anyways, sometimes you need to expand your home or office, and there's only one family-owned business that can do it. Mr. Ofeo's riveting constructivism. Need a fifth floor for that new baby room? Need a fifteenth floor for the new office, mates? We can help you ascend to the next level of comfort and class or with signature charm. We got great crews, so avoid the blues. Mr. Ofeo's riveting constructivism got great crews, so you avoid the blues.
0: Welcome back. July seems to be hurtling past us at a frightening pace, but that doesn't mean we're out of events to sate the competitive appetite. With that, we'll head over to ISO to find out which of those events are coming up. ISO? ISO? <laughs>
5: Thank you, Jank. As you stated, despite the month flying by, we have plenty of magic to keep us busy. For starters, the same day this episode goes to air will be the best of three play-in event for July 23rd to 24th Qualifier Weekend. Friday's event features Alchemy Horizons, Baldur's Gate, Phantom Sealed, so be mindful that while the games are very real, the cards will not be added to the participants' collections. The qualifier weekend itself will also feature Baldur's Gate Phantom Sealed, so limited aficionados who can qualify will have a great time provided they get workable. In a systemic change, Day 1 will only allow players to get 2 losses before being booted from the event instead of 3 from qualifiers past. Day 1 will also end an hour sooner, so be very mindful of your time. For players who like competition without wanting to go faux pro, July 30th and 31st have an arena open ready for their pleasure. The 30th will have best of 1 or best of 3 Baldur's Gate sealed, and the 31st will have best of 3 Baldur's Gate draft. As always, you can enter day 1 as many times as you want or can afford, but you can only earn one qualification for day 2. Magic Online will also have some major event play this weekend with the Modern Showcase Challenge, set to fire off at 11 Eastern, 8 AM Pacific, and the Pioneer Showcase Challenge the next day for the same time slot. Any Magic Online players with 40 qualifier points can participate in these events, and the top 8 finishers from each of the challenges will be entered into the Showcase Qualifier of that format in August. That finishes us off for the month of July, but we'll have plenty more to talk about next time. (laughs) Kit.
1: Thank you, ISO. And now we come to the end of another episode, finishing much as we began with a discussion about capitalism. On July 11th, TCG Player and Channel Fireball announced that they would be joining forces via a buyout from TCG Player.
0: This includes Binder POS, the inventory and sales management system that CFB used when they shifted to their new marketplace sales system last year. Many members of the community were ready to compare that shift to the typical existence of TCG Player, but there was one crucial difference. The CFB marketplace only allowed stores to sell through them instead of stores and individuals, as TCG Player does.
1: Many have speculated that this is what led to CFB accepting this merger, with accusations and claims that this is a mark of the site's failure to stay competitive.
0: Though, to be completely fair, the merger announcement did not point to that in any capacity.
1: And there's technically no proof of what caused it, but speculators will speculate.
0: This will also cause an interesting change in the overall singles market economy. Once this transaction has fully completed and the merger is done, there will effectively be only three large-scale singles retailers.
1: These will be TCG Player slash CFB? Star City Games, and Card Kingdom. Of course, smaller scale sellers like ABU Games and Troll and Toad will still exist, but they've never quite been at the same level as these others.
0: While the merger is likely going to turn out well for CFB, many have pointed out the simple fact that more competition in any given industry is always a good thing for consumers, while less is almost always bad.
1: I mean, look at what Walmart did to small-town businesses, and you can see that.
0: That is incredibly true. TCG Player as a business has a very good reputation, so there's still some hope, but only time will tell.
1: If enough stores are devoured, the Mana Vortex will come forth, empowered by the monsters it has consumed, to manifest itself within the blind eternities as the Eldrazi do, taking on their role in consuming planes until it has become an Ouroboros, eating its own tail, leaving nothing left!
0: On a scale of 1 to 100, how exhausting is it heralding the destruction of the multiverse all the time?
1: I am not causing the destruction of the multiverse. I am merely seeing it. The exhaustion comes not from announcing its fate, but living through what is.
0: And on that incredibly poignant note...
1: That's all for this edition. We'll see you next time.
0: Same time, new news.